0: Welcome to the Diving Pod. I'm Heath Calhoun. And I am Aaron Rooney. And as always, this podcast is brought to you by Sideline Scout. Make sure you go over to sidelinescout.com. Use our uh, link tree in our Instagram bio. That helps us out a lot. It lets them know that we're saying the good word about Sideline Scout. But uh, like I said, hit up Poolside Live at an absolute minimum. That's your video replay system. The controls are easy to use, easy to set up, easy to just continue to have on pool deck it's a staple piece at all these major uh division one programs and um you know he's rocking the sideline scout box that gets you a little bit more uh in depth with tagging videos assigning a score to those videos doing a little more video analysis and um and uh video review as well so make sure you go over to sidelinescout.com get yourself hooked up with the best in the business
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, another thing we're going to try, so this episode that we're going to bring you guys tonight, uh, we're recording on Wednesday, actually, before the new year, since the holidays, both holidays have fallen on the weekends here. Um, We're just going to kind of go through our 2022 kind of year recap, like what are some things we noticed? What are some things we're excited about? And then kind of propose questions to you, the listener, as to what can we do in the year 2023 to make this podcast better for you and maybe um getting in front of you more at live events or things like that um but i think to start um something you all can do that help us out which we didn't even know this this shows you how inexperienced we are to the podcasting game here is jumping on that apple podcast or spotify and leaving us a review a five-star review or whatever you need to do to get us to be a little bit better and just kind of let us know what we can do and what you like about the podcast but um, as we jump in here, just with the year review, Aaron, what are some of your diving things that you've noticed that stuck out to you throughout the 2022 year?
0: Yeah, well, I attempted to uh, create two nicknames, and I don't know if either of them stuck, so we're going to have to try again <laughs> for 2023, but you have pulled up on the computer here the uh, Men's Division one Nationals. The spring King is who I'm referring to Curtis Matthews. Uh, he was kind of the story for me, for the, for the men's division one, winning both one meter and three meter. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think either of us had him really on our immediate radar. And yeah. then all of a sudden, like, Whoa, household name in the diving world, jump into the moon, amazing backs and gain it. Like yeah. he just had everything going on. And that was a fun little takeaway. And the other one, um, from the division one scene for me was Mia Valet. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, Mia was the last one into the finals on one meter and then she won the whole thing and then yep. goes on to worlds and takes home a silver medal and a bronze medal. And so this was the year for me of Mia of kind of her, uh, her coming out party of, Hey, here I am. I'm on this world stage. I'm really good and I'm going to continue to be really good. So that was, those were the two big NCAA takeaways for me. How about you? Yeah,
1: I think from an NCAA Division One perspective, I think spot on. I think um, seeing Curtis dive was really awesome. I think Andrew being there, um, you know, he didn't final on platform, but but being there, I think we see Lyle Yost's name in the mix a lot. I think Lyle developing that enormous list on one meter is a pretty awesome story just for diving. Um, I think I would agree with you. I like if I think of the year as a whole. I, I kind of think of the year as like a Mia Valet year. Like this was like her coming out year. Um, She's been very good for a long time, but for her to go on this run of winning one meter, you know, and then going to the world cup, the future, I think, she, I think she was at the future cup. Don't correct me if I'm wrong, but just on a tear on not only here in America at the NCAA, but also at the international stage, Um, just really, really diving. Awesome. Um, I think Sarah Bacon kind of we, you know, we kind of keep referring to it as like the revenge tour. I think it started with uh, women's three meter at NCAA's, and then I think we saw um, you know, that continue with winter nationals. Um, just trying to think again. I think Delaney Snell is a really big story leading into 2023. Um, we said this kind of between ourselves amongst some other coaches. I really think she's gonna try to make a run to make the Olympics on three meter and on 10 meter. And you and I saw what those practices looked like. And if she dives like that, fixing a few tiny things, she's going to have a legitimate shot to do that. Um, Yeah, so for th- sure.
0: Del- Delaney looked great at that winter national meet. I yeah. absolutely echo what you said there.
1: Yeah. I think, Um, I think Andrew, I think it's, it's kind of an interesting time in the men's competition for the U.S. I think that like, I guess, maybe the the analogy like I feel it very much so that the torch has been passed to Andrew as the experienced male diver for our country to look up to and kind of follow in his lead I think we see a lot of young talented divers a lot of IU divers a lot of Purdue divers Um, I just think we're gonna see a lot of that Miami always has good I mean just good diving across Jack Ryan I mean he dove lights out at one point uh, I'll kind of put you on the spot, but at one point at the beginning of the week at winter nationals, you're like, who the heck is that? And I'm like, that is Jack Ryan. <laughs> and you're like, dude, he like hasn't missed. Yeah. And, um, so I think just really seeing this new wave of not, uh, new men's divers, but maybe names that on the senior circuit, less experienced or less familiar people are now going to become very familiar with in the next year and a half. I think Yeah. Um. that's what sticks out to me at the top, top level what are some other big takeaways you had um, from the sport as a whole or even, even lower levels like us, division two or juniors, things like that?
0: Um, hmm. That's a great question. You know, it's, it's clear to me who kind of the, the, the big name coaches are uh, after we did go to internationals um it was pretty clear, you know, the club level coaches that are like, yeah, man, they, they always have good divers, yeah. whether it's Steph at Dominion or John at Moss farms or, yeah. um, uh, Ben at triad or, yeah, yep. uh, and then uh, mile high with, uh, mm-hmm. uh, is it Jack Perkins? Yeah. And Jen, I mean, it, Jen has, it, it's, yeah. it's really clear. Like there, there are some teams and there are some divers. I mean, the rip fest kids are always diving well as, mm-hmm. as well. It's clear, like, hey, man, there's, there's like half a dozen to 15 coaches that you're like, yeah, they got it. And they always produce top notch kids. So it'll be interesting to see if those coaches kind of stick around the youth programs, um, if any of them make a jump up to a college program. Yeah. Um, it, it's just really cool to like, you know, I, it got to the point at Winter Nationals where I was like, man, this person's divers always do this well like for example steph sutton her divers always have incredible board work and they jump way higher (laughs) than anybody else and so to me i see that and i'm like man if 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 there's a kid or or if she were to ever do a camp and and somebody wants to learn Uh, how to do better board work better hurdles better this like she's kind of in my mind like she's that guru yeah. And it was really fun to pick her brain. It was really fun to be on deck with her um and just just listen to her coach cuz she's also absolutely hilarious. So that yeah. was fun too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I echo exactly what you said. I think too when I when I sit down and look at it too. It it also became excuse me. very apparent that Steph is also like she wants to share. She wants everyone to get better. Um you know, Mike from from Bowling Green and Napoleon Dive Club he um he asked Steph a question, I think, about a hurdle. And Steph was like, yeah, send it to me. I'll give you a bunch of feedback. And and she even said, she's like, this is what we need to be doing. Like, we want to be the best and we want to win. Like, we need to all be getting together and sharing information. And that's that's exactly kind of what this podcast was born from, is that idea to share information. Um, I think spot on. I think we see those coaches and it's like, continue to put yourself around those coaches. I mean, how many times did you and I split up on the pool deck where yeah. You're like, I'm going to go sit by this person. I sit by a different person and then we're talking about it, you know, till midnight at night. Well, about yeah. what did we learn? And then it worked great when Ben was there and we're talking to Ben and we're talking to Wes and John and, and all these great coaches. So I think that's a great takeaway. I mean, honestly, I think, um, one of the giant takeaways, obviously, in my opinion, is the two, um, professional development opportunities that we had in our sport this year. Um, the first being the professional diving coaches association symposium, which was incredible. I think the videos are now down, but um, we kind of plugged that on the commentating with Cliff the night that he did that with us. Um, He said they're already working on speakers, and I believe he said uh, Chris Zoukas, I believe. If I get that name wrong, I apologize, but uh, they said he's kind of heading up um, how they organize that, and he said next year already looks better than this year, and that's pretty incredible considering some of the speakers they had. Um, So I thought that was great, and then obviously I thought the 2028 and Beyond Skills Camp with John Fox, uh, Drew Johansson, and Andrew Capobianco down there in Moss Farms was was pretty incredible. I think. Yeah. Um. I think we're gonna see more of that. Obviously. Um. Hopefully, we'll have some exciting news in the future with that. Um. But I just think we need to continue to see more of that. Um, yeah. You know, we even talked about mm-hmm. like, hey, how do we, how do we be the mouthpiece, or just maybe the the uh, the intermediary or the merging point for how do we get some of these coaches that we view as like you know, your John Foxes, your Steph Suttons, your, you know, whoever else you want to name that you look up to and view as somebody great. How do you get them to all come together and say, okay, Steph's going to work on this and John, you're going to support. And John's going to work on this and Steph, you're going to like, how do we figure out a way to put all those people together that want to share the info? Cause there's more of them than there aren't. And, um, yeah, I think that's a big takeaway. Um, I think still, I think, we would be remiss to not say we, we probably as, as a country have a long way to go before we're competing with the Chinese and, and some other countries at that international stage. And I think we, we definitely have the coaches and the athletes to do it. Um, you know, so I think that I want to continue to see us develop that. Um, I'm trying to think what else from the year.
0: Yeah. I mean, in review for me, just from, from our perspective, we went down to Moss Farms in March. That was Mm -hmm still yeah 2022 for us yeah so, I mean, that's that seems like it was so long ago but it yeah. was it was just this year and that birthed the idea of the 2020 and beyond that was an incredible experience um that was kind of the first like hey we're almost we're, we're almost you know at the table with some of these people and then obviously going to uh winter nationals here usa diving winter nationals that was that was the first feeling I had of like, all right, we're, we're doing the right thing. We're in the right spot. We're saying enough of the right things to feel like we belong. Um, Hmm. So that was like a comforting, I guess, kind of takeaway from the end of the year was, you know, we've just been pushing, pushing. So for so long to, I guess, gain relevancy. Um, And now it truly feels like, Hey, you know, we're kind of, we're kind of part of the crew. We're kind of part of the club. And that just kind of feels good because, again, we're still just two Division Two divers that yep. didn't really amount to anything compared to yeah. the world that we're kind of stepping into. And it's it's really cool sometimes to just re- reflect back at all the people that we've met and that we could just call up, have a conversation with. And it's like, wow, you know, a year ago, a year and a half ago, none of these people even know we existed. And yeah. it all happened from this podcast, which is it is just cool, man.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think I think the other thing that I come to is I, I feel like twenty twenty two is a year where I kind of felt that diving was getting back to normal, you know, post COVID, yeah. things kind of felt normal when you were at meets. They were fun, they were exciting, um, and I thought that was a great thing. I think uh, honestly, you know, we we had a, a suggestion to maybe talk about some things that we continue to hear in the diving world. I think yeah. this would be a good we we didn't really talk. I don't think we talked about it. You'd have to correct me. Um, that they made that new qualification standard in division two. You know, we talked about that previously about what would we change to qualify yep. for nationals. Did we
0: talk about that? I think we did a little. For those that don't know, they changed the division two qualifying to now you need not only a six dive score, but you also need an eleven dive score yeah. to qualify for the pre-qualification meet known yeah. as black Tuesday to some, to Clarion is known as just another dive meet.
1: Um, But yeah, go ahead. It has to be two separate meets. I think that's kind of the key component that a lot of, a lot of coaches right now have some contention with that. Um, So I think trying to bring maybe some of the discussions that are happening in the diving world, uh, maybe as they're happening and giving our opinion, whether, whether our listeners like our opinion or not, that's okay. We can, we can disagree. Honestly, you and I disagree on a lot of things. And so I think that it's important for people to hear that and just keep, keep that discussion going. Um, you know, so, so it'll be interesting how that plays out at this point in time. I think there's still about 38 girls that have posted at least one score. So we could very easily still see there being, uh, a lot of women at the meet men. It looks like there's going to be about 20, you know, pretty standard. Um, right now, I think there's only maybe 11 or 13 men with both scores. So we'll see how that impacts in the next 60 days. Cause today is, uh, Days there are 69 days until the pre qualification meet on Tuesday. I have a countdown clock, so I think that's interesting. Um, I think Division Three, I think we would be really remiss to. I'm going to bring it up while we're talking. I think we'd be remiss to um, not mention this young man's name from Kenyon University, or uh, and he won both boards last year, I believe. I'm um, just bringing it up now on Dive Meets, so hopefully our listeners can kind of bear with us. Um, just from some of the lower levels in terms of diving here we go and then i actually have one for you aaron that i want to ask you your opinion on in the state of pa um okay so all right so so d3 here uh men's final uh israel zavalta what do you think zavalta Zavaletta. there you go um he won both boards last year with a 5.76 on one meter and a Jeez. 5.61. And he's got, I mean, y- you can massive. see. massive. Yep. Holy first three and a first yep. He's got a pretty pretty crazy list for that D3 level. So, you know, we always say, like, don't sleep on D- D2, D3 at times. And, like, this young man wow. has kind of proven that. He went and competed at the Ohio State Invite. So, I mean, I think we'd be remiss not to mention him. Um, and I think just continuing making it our goal to – to do our best to try to bring, you know, each national champion on. I think that's a really great goal that we have kind of set for ourselves to try to bring yeah. in. That'd um, be fun. Yeah. And, and we, we, we did pretty well last year. We went, uh, did we get, we did not get Taryn Gillen. We did not get Sarah Bacon yet, Um, but we got all the men. I mean, we got the men, right? Yeah, I think so. We didn't get Tyler Downs. Didn't
0: get Tyler Downs.
1: So university of Chicago, Elizabeth Cron for, was the women's one meter on on D three nationals and let's see Ava Lowell from Ithaca college. So um, I think that's what we're seeing. But so here is the, uh, the new one that I really was curious of what your opinion will be on this is in the state of Pennsylvania. This is relatively new. I think it happened in November, um, October, November, it was talked about beforehand. They will no longer do an 11 dive meet for districts or States, the state championship and the district championships will be a six dive meet they have given the districts the opportunity if they want to do two six dive meets and uh, aggregate them together and get your results, that's okay. But you have to compete two voluntaries and
0: four optionals. Ooh, I hate that part. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's not good at all. So I I like vols. I like seeing vols. Yeah. I think vols are absolutely necessary in high school, so I, re- I already did not love it i know georgia does six dives all yeah. optionals and i our think guy they do carson, two lists though right yeah our guy yeah. carson tyler he was the state champion set like a stupid record i think he was like yeah. over 800 it was yeah, on a previous episode goes. it was crazy but the fact that they're doing two balls and four optionals so in my brain what that tells me is there will be coaches because there's always coaches that do this especially in high school they will not teach three entire categories of voluntaries yeah. because yep. all you need to do is two, and then the same for optionals is if you're only going to do four, you're probably only going to teach four. Yep. So I don't know, man. I I am not a fan. I think you're cutting the corners there. Um, I always try to play little devil's advocate and yeah. and ask why are they doing this? Is it a speed of the meat? That's is great... it is it a uh, meat flow? Is it a meat format issue? Is diving just taking too long? I don't understand why they would want to do this. So, follow-up
1: question for you. If I was to say devil's advocate, what do you think the reason is? Would those be your, you know, speed, time? Those would be your your thoughts as to where it relates to. That they, they've uh, said what it is, and I I'll, I'll tell you after you speculate what you think it is. And I think you're gonna be like, that makes no
0: sense. I would. I would also maybe speculate, not only with the speed and time, I think that's probably an issue because usually meets are run by swimming people. Whether we like it or not, they are, and it's frustrating for everybody, which is super annoying, but without swimming, we would not be able to dive. Uh, Unfortunate as it is, it's true. So ignoring that, I would also say a potential, which I still disagree with, is it might in somebody's eyes open more opportunities for kids to compete that don't have all 11 dives. Again, I completely disagree with that. I think if you're going to make a state championship meet, you need to do all five categories and you need to do at least one good voluntary from each category and at least one good optional from each category. And if you're, if you're, you're making it a true 11 dive high school list, you get two optionals. That's not very difficult to do. So I don't know i I don't know why that would exist the way it does. I don't like it at all. I think there will be yeah. many, many coaches that cut corners. And I yeah. think in high school, they're kind of our um, weakest area in terms of all diving. Yeah. High school, i'm I coach in high school. I know it because I see it. It's absolutely the weakest. We have the weakest coaches. We have the weakest divers. We have people just doing it for fun. And, you know, I I think it's treated as way, way, way lesser than anything else. Lesser than club, lesser than college, lesser than anything. Yeah. And this to me amplifies the fact that it's kind of a joke. High school diving in every state. It's kind of a joke unless you have a club diver diving in high school. Of course, that's that's not a joke. They're very good. They crush nope. everybody. But ah, uh, yeah, that's frustrating.
1: Yeah. So they're they uh, at least the reasoning behind it that they're trying to justify this decision with is they believe it will increase participation. Yeah. And and I just don't think it will. They're, those athletes still know. have to learn those dives, and it's I don't think it will increase that participation like they are hoping. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a disaster. Um, that's really bad. It's, that's really bad. Yeah. But it's, it's a pilot program. So it's only in effect for this year. Um, And then they're going to reassess it, reevaluate kind of participation, things like that. So probably what we, we may do, and we're going to try to do this a little bit more is engage our audience. And maybe when that's coming around, uh, maybe we'll have, maybe there's a high school coach that's really fighting the good fight. Uh, and she's awesome. <laughs> she was, she was a college coach. Very, very, very good high school coach. She's one of the few high school coaches like yourself that she does things the right way. Nice. Um maybe we'll see if we can get her on and we can pop yeah. that podcast out and maybe it can maybe it can do something good for our sport in well, the state of you, PA. You
0: you let me know who I need to send a letter to. I'm good with uh I'm good with words, good with emails, good with uh, typing text. Uh yeah. so yeah, that's that's I don't like that.
1: So I actually, then this will lead me to my, my last question for you. And I'm probably putting you on the spot a bit, but I kind of want to see your opinion. And this is judges and like former athlete in division two's opinion. Um, You know, there's, there's some coaches in the division two that would love to see um, us shift away from 11 dives and go to just the six dive optional format. What are your thoughts? What are your opinions? And, and I want to be clear, like, I'll give mine as well. We don't like. Not all coaches are going to agree on this, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But there should be a discussion about this, an open discussion.
0: Um, so okay for for Division two. It's different, definitely different than high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I. This is a, this is a good question. This yep. is more of a more of a. What's your your diving core yep. values versus how should we structure the meet? Because I don't think there's an issue with either, if I'm being super yep, honest. Yep, I, I don't think there's an issue with 11 dives. I don't think there's an issue with six dives for a Division two setting. Um, I am, because I dove Division two because I really like how the meets are structured, I like 11 dives. Yeah. Um, I think if you can do a good set of vols as a judge, I'm just as excited as seeing... 107b on Mm -hmm. three meter or 109c i really like watching the vols at the same time it it really wouldn't bother me that much if it Mm -hmm. went to optionals only um i guess i'm i'm a little wishy-washy on that one i would prefer right now just to leave it with 11 dives i love the way they do it i you do six optionals or yeah you do six optionals then you do five vols Excuse me, and then you get that that total score. That total score qualifies you for top eight, top sixteen, and then whatever final you make, A or B, you then keep your voluntary score and then redo your six optionals. And it's optionals only in finals. So yeah, it's a really cool, interesting, fun way to incorporate the Vols, make them important. Also, you're kind of doing two lists technically for a score. So you're going to have a well-rounded top eight. You're going to have a well-rounded top 16. It's it's not like going to be a massive fluke where this one person hit one dive for a crazy number and they snuck into finals. Like You have to know how to do it all to make it to where you need to be. So I really like that structure. I'd probably prefer to just keep it as it is. Yeah. But if it changed to six, I wouldn't be that upset because that's what everybody else does. Well, I mean, when we say uh, that... everybody
1: else, we're just talking D1, though. What does Division 3 do? 11. Oh, yeah. That's right. He just, it's scored just D1. It's just D1.
0: Well, so, so is the Olympics. I mean, the Olympics yeah. is six dives. So, like, if yeah. we're really trying to model what we're doing at all levels towards the top level, that's fair. Sure, I get that argument, and and if somebody yeah. wants to to make that argument, it's like, yeah, you can't really say anything. I will say though, women need to do six dives. Women I, need to do I, six dives. <laughs>
1: I, I would also like. I look at it, and you know, I just did some really, really quick just from last year, and I can go back and pull the data from all the years. But w- there's a lot of times we see. I I think the key is this do the best eight divers get into finals and with an 11 yep. dive format, I feel as though the best divers that day get into finals always. Yeah. And I think when there's six dives, it does lend itself a little bit more to you do an inward two and a half for 75 points. You can miss something for 45 points and right. And lend it. Some, but I think at the end of the day in division two, my, it would be actually a really interesting question to ask a college coach when division one transitioned from or any coach when they transitioned from 11 to six, because sure. I'd be curious what the the logic was. Cause my brain would say Sarah Bacon, me of the lay, all of them are going to do their vols for eight and a half or better. So the point differential is going to be five to seven points where in division two, we will see a 20 point gap. Yeah. And so I think for an athlete that kind of stinks a little bit, if you like, clearly that person who had 20 points, like they trained better, they had better basics or they had a better meet that day. But I think at the end of the day too, I think the argument in terms of, Hey, this is what division one's doing. I think that's a valid argument. I think the valid argument, where
0: do you fall on it? What do you I I like 11. I like
1: 11. I think from a, from a developmental standpoint, how often are we getting athletes in division two that are coming in as finished products?
0: Probably not very, very rarely, pretty, pretty few. Yeah.
1: Okay. Very. So, so in my mind, in the same way that we see high school coaches, not to the same level, I don't want any division two coaches to think I'm being rude or being mean here, but we will see coaches say, Hey, I need to have six good optionals. I'm cutting corners on the vol work the beginning of the year. And I, I think we will have more injuries. I think we will have more concussions. I think there will be more injuries. Now I have no statistics to prove that. I have no evidence to prove that that's just an opinion. (laughs) Um, but another I think thought, too, we don't have D2 divers that are going to the Olympics or Olympic trials at yeah. this point. So, so yeah. that kind of just gets washed out to me, but, um, I think I it's think, a good argument to have or a good discussion to have arguments, the wrong word discussion to have.
0: I think another thought that I just had is if you've ever been to a division one practice
1: mm-hmm.
0: or, um, seen a like full season plan at the highest level. Oh, yeah. They probably do the most vols of yes. anybody.
1: Yes, 100%. They agree. do
0: the most amount of basics, the most amount of jumps, the most amount of technique, the most amount of board work, the most amount of vols, anything yep. you want to do lead-ups for the big spinning dives. Yep. They don't even start spinning until a few months into their actual season. Yeah,
1: Some teams, th- th- like Thanksgiving, some p- teams in November still.
0: So. Yeah. It's not it's not like Division One and these big programs don't do vols. They probably yep. do those more than anything else. They're just not competing on because yep. they don't have to. They're just yep. that much better at yeah. those where they don't have to prove it. Whereas yeah. some of the lower levels, I think I'd love to see you prove it. Yep. You know, dude. Yeah. Let's let's see you let's see you smoke smoke some vols for eights. And then, you know, if you if you have a good optional, maybe that one's good enough for yep. seven and a half eights.
1: Yep. I, I agree. I think too. And I think this boils down, I mean, and, and I think it's good. Like, um, you know, coaches fall on different sides of the aisle when it comes to like how that pre-qualification meet would work. And that's not the point now. I think the thing that we should continue to advocate for just as diving as a whole, we heard it at winter nationals is like, we need our coaches to be on the same page when we approach governing bodies with suggestions or things we want to see change. The coaches have to be on the same page altogether. Hey, behind closed doors, talk about it however you got to handle it but when you come together you have to be unified in your message to hopefully make progress but um that's my thoughts about that i think we'll see more of that come because now it seems like the coaches meetings are going to start happening a little bit more and more questions so we'll probably have more as that comes and i guess all right um, i i got a next
0: i don't have a a diving related question maybe more of a podcast related question what do you and this is going to be a question we pose to everybody listening yeah and i'm gonna ask you on the spot what do you think we can do better as a podcast to just continue to add value to the diving community and again if you're listening please tell us please let us know hey we we want to see videos hey we want to see a technique of the week or we want you guys to talk about how you coach certain things i don't think if i'm being super honest like I'm we're so fortunate to have other coaches come on here that I just love Mm. getting out of the way and letting them talk. Yeah. People want to hear us about what we're going through or have a technique drill that we work on. Let us know. Like, I mean, we coach every single day. So what do you think? I'm going to go back to that question. I I kept rambling, so I apologize. on that. But what do you think we can do better to just better serve the community? I
1: think you kind of touched on it. And I think we, uh, to be quite honest, I think what we just did is probably the things that we need to do a little bit more of is, is staying communicate, staying connected and communicate with, with everybody. And, and hopefully everybody understanding, like, we just want the sport to be better. And I think our listeners know that, but as a way for us to not only, advocate for sport but i think grow the podcast open up opportunities to be in those discussions more and just not necessarily be in them but like hear what they're about i think um talking more about hey like we should have a coach come on that's a d2 coach that really wants a six dive order and talk with us and say hey rationalize it have it make sense so that way everyone can start to talk about this in a better setting um I think giving maybe some more of those opportunities to, to see different sides of it than you. And I, I do think a lot of, co- a lot of the coaches we've had on, we've are so fortunate to meet, but like we align similarly with them in regards to like our values in regards to how we want to progress. And, and they're very open. Those coaches obviously that have all come on are open to sharing ideas and sharing thoughts and opinions and drills. And, and so I think trying to get our foot in the door with some coaches, maybe that are a little bit more closed, a little more guarded, Um, and try to see like, hey, how can we help? Like, um, I think being a mouthpiece a little bit more in regards to sharing coaches concerns, sharing community concerns, I think that might be the piece that we may be uniquely situated to, to share is the community concerns. So that leads me to the the number one thing I think we have to figure out how to do better is our listener and our engagement with our listeners, whether that's on Instagram, whether that's, On the podcast asking them to give us feedback um you know you guys have to remember at home it's just aaron and i doing this and we're not the most tech savvy people i just taught aaron how to share a story on instagram at winter nationals (laughs) hey leave (laughs) me alone man i
0: don't have instagram i don't know how those things work
1: and so so i think you know our our viewers and our excuse me our listeners can see that when the college season ends we shared dives of the day almost all summer you know we did a really good job with that all summer and then once our season hits, we don't I don't have time to to always do that every day. Now that's probably just me making a horrible excuse to be blunt. But I think like figuring out how we can get that engagement. And that's where I think you brought it up. Our listeners, you guys listening, you need to leave leave a review. Like I said, like it's not to help us in any way. We do not make any money from any of this. We went to winter nationals on our own dime, paid for our own stay. Aaron paid for his own plane ticket, our own gas, like. We went down there on our own accord to help. We don't make money from this and that's not a goal. So I think when you give us a review, let us know, Hey, make it a five-star review, but tell us, what would you like to see us do better? Do you want to see us post the videos? You know, we, we have videos of all of these interviews. I don't know how fun it would be to watch them for you as listeners. Maybe let us know that, but I think we've been given very good pieces of advice in the past. We talked about it pre-recording today, you know, multiple people recommended intro music so we added that sound Aaron identified that sound we're like oh that's great like what do you guys want to see uh Max Weinrich recommended segments you know if you guys want to see a segment that's 10 minutes at the end of an episode or beginning of an episode or whatever that may be let us know we're happy to take your guys criticism or, or suggestions and try to implement them the best we can um but what about you Aaron
0: yeah I uh I agree with all that I also think I think we can do I I maybe touched on it just a little when I was rambling, but I think we can do a little bit of like a technique of the week type of thing, yeah, or I keep agree. this in mind when you're working on this literally off the top of my head, I'm working, um, the differences between backs and inwards mm. and specifically working on the arm circle timing. Now, in the past, before I met all these amazing coaches that were helping me, <laughs> I didn't think there was a difference between an inward, <laughs> yeah. an inward arm circle and a back arm circle. In my head, it was like, yep, they're the same. Well, now, yeah. after learning so much, I've realized, like, okay, for an inward arm circle, your arms need to get up when the board's at the deepest depression so that you can start your throw – while the board's coming up and for backs it's way later than that your arm circle um essentially your arms are in front of i like to say like your chest at deepest depression and so from your chest up that's to your throw for backs so essentially your arm circle is way faster or earlier whatever you want to call it for inwards than it is for backs And I really make sure that I I tell my athletes to exaggerate. I call it a drop in. And when I separate Mm -hmm. the words drop and in, they really understand what I mean um, when I'm referring to their legs. For backs, I want them to drop their legs first and then circle their arms. So if I separate it, like I said, drop in, they go legs first, then arms. And for inwards, it's a little more blurred, maybe a little more at the same time simply because when you get to the top you're changing your arm circle direction to throw forward because every arm circle is always backwards yeah. so those kind of things like a technique of the week yeah. there's a little tidbit of you know inward and back arm circles the timing is different at the top level everybody knows that i did not know that yep and too. so it was really really fun to learn that and then apply it in the right way and now my kids' backs are going way higher, and they're spinning faster, and they're yeah. inwards. they're finally getting their arms up in a right spot so they can actually connect at the right time rather than way too late. Yeah. And, and you know the same thing goes for fronts and reverses your your yeah. fronts your arms need to get up a little bit earlier and faster, and your reverse takeoff it's it's a little more delayed. so yeah, I think we can maybe even. Open ourselves up for some criticisms a little bit more, um, yeah. and share some of those things that we have learned uh, in in ways that'll benefit everybody. And that was yeah. that was probably for me one of the biggest ones because I legitimately thought. All arm circles were the same, and <laughs> I thought too. they were the same timing. I thought they yep. were the same throw, and I was – I could not be even more wrong. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I, I agree. I think, too – I think we talked about this maybe off air because I think that technique of the week is – it's a great idea because it's like, hey, it's one a week, and I think for us maybe to – I think Todd Todd from Santa Clara did the best, yeah. <laughs> best technique of the week video – and so I think what we can maybe try to do is talk to shout some coaches out. and say,
0: shout out to Hunter. <laughs> yes, yes,
1: <laughs> and I, and yes. And I think, you know, sending us, you know, asking some of those coaches we've had on say, Hey, do you mind recording a video of explain one of the techniques you're willing to share with everybody? Um, cause yeah. I think too, like people probably, they probably don't want to hear it from us, but there's probably just more credibility in general when you hear it from board work from Steph Sutton. You know, right. entry work from Nunzio Esposto or John Fox or whoever, whoever it might be, John Appleman's basics. Like, I think when we sit down and, and look at it, I think that might lend itself to a little more credibility. Um, but, but I think, I think we're both on the same page that it seems to me like it's, it's getting more information to our, to our people that are listening and checking out on social media and, and figuring out how do we get that engagement. So, um, I guess, um, yeah it you know my last question for you Aaron before i'm all through with my questions is what is one thing you are looking forward to in diving specifically for the year 2023 that you look forward to or a prediction or something like that
0: one thing um i'm really excited i know it's very short term thinking because it happens in march right um but i'm really excited to attend the men's division one national meet, um, yeah. winter nationals was awesome. Dream come true. So much fun. And there were a couple of teams missing that I was definitely missing. Yeah. I think attending the men's meet, which happens to be in Minnesota. So I don't yep. have to travel very far, which is <laughs> for, for once I get to do the traveling. <laughs> um, I I'm really excited for that meet again between not having to travel it being a, such a high caliber meet yeah everybody's coming kind of to my backyard i i'm really excited for that i could list four or five other things like the 2028 20, yeah. and beyond um but i'll probably go with that for my one big takeaway just cuz i love watching diving at our highest level yeah that was that was something that you know i walked away from winter nationals saying man it is so fun to be here, yeah, you know, and yeah. I, I get my fill of elite diving. Not that my high school team isn't very good; they're all right, they they hold their own. But it is nowhere near, yeah, what we saw at Winter Nationals and what we're going to see at Division One Men's. Yeah, it's just a different world, and I love kind of stepping inside that world to visit, and then coming back to my world inspired. Yeah. And that's yeah. what that those trips always do.
1: Yeah, How about I, agree. You, man? I, I think I can't pick the same one as you. So I think that is that's a big one. Um, I think I am really looking forward to I I think it seems obvious that Andrew's kind of our top male diver right now in the U.S. But I think I'm really excited or maybe a prediction excited thing. I think we're going to have one of these young divers, you know, whether it's a, a Quinn Henninger, Carson Tyler, Alan Botego from Texas A&M. You know, like I think we're gonna have one of these young male divers really like excel or really make a big step up, and I'm really excited for that because you're seeing Quinn doing triple out. We're seeing Allen do triple out from Texas A&M. You know, so I'm excited to kind of see that changing Jack of Ryan. the guard. Yes, Jack Ryan. Yes, thank. you. Like I'm excited to see that changing of the guard. I'm excited to see, um just what's going to take place in the next year from men and women, you know, we're seeing junior divers do women, divers do 305, 405. you know, how many more women get on that train and say, you know what, it's time to step this up. How many, you know, because they're doing them. I mean, coaches are having kids. And we've seen Haley Hernandez on Instagram do reverse two and a half and, and things like that. So I'm excited to see the next step from us as a country, um, for our men, maybe more specifically, because we kind of know the names that are going to be involved in the women's meet. You know, I I don't think it would be a stretch. You have Sarah Bacon, Delaney Schnell, Haley Hernandez, um, that come to mind off the top of my head. I'll be interested. I don't know if Krista Palmer retired, um, but there's gonna Jocelyn Oakley from Texas A and M, Kendall Knight. Knight, yeah, Kendall Knight. Like, you know, and and we're we know we're missing people, so we want to be clear. Like, I'm just saying this. This is this whole episode was freeballed because we were like. We need to uh, create this and just brainstorm it, and we just went off the cuff for you guys. But I think, um, like I'm just excited to see what changes. And I think yep. there's gonna be some good changes in the sport. I'm excited for where this go. I think the podcast is at an interesting point where, yeah you know, we we've made a big transition from just talking about it to starting to like like you always said, maybe what did you say the one time? like we're not at the table, we're not eating dinner, but we're serving <laughs> the meal. and it's like, I'm yeah. okay with serving the meal. <laughs> like, you know, so I think that, um, we're kind of finding our, our place in, in the diving community and, and, yeah. and um, finding what vow, val- like you said, what value we can add, you know, it was nice yep. that we both left West Virginians and we added value to that meet in some, co- like whether it was just us helping. Um, so I think I'm excited to see where that transitions being at winter nationals and men's D ones are a humongous step, I think for us from a podcast perspective. So, just seeing where it's going. And I think it's, it's awesome that we have sideline scout along with us, Steven, Barry, Ben, all of them have been nothing but amazing to us. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I think that's, that's about it for me. Um, And unless you have anything else, yeah, go ahead.
0: I got a couple more questions for the listeners. Yeah, Um, We've been throwing around the idea of, you know, I watch uh, the, the no laying up golf podcast and and they do video for every podcast And the four play golf podcast from barstool sports, they do a bunch of different like events. Like, you know, they do a golf scramble versus a professional. And there's a lot more video content being thrown around being at least like in the back of our mind of like, would people even watch this? And so that's my, that's my question is would anybody watch this? Because in my head, I could be wrong. I, I I am wrong all the time. But in my head, this is a nice podcast to listen to on a drive, on your way to practice, on your way to work, whatever it might be. And again, I throw the idea around of like a video, like a YouTube channel, whatever it might be. I don't know if people would get value in yeah. that. Um. Just looking at us, watching us be – what we are (laughs) um i think there's a lot more value in like watching diving videos and doing a review and critique analysis on video rather than like a content creation type of hey look what we're doing but i could be wrong i i don't know that answer
1: not to interrupt you you maybe just Gave me an idea, kind of fusing the two things, like you just said. I almost wonder if it would be interesting once a month that we do the podcast and it's recorded, obviously, but to do what we did with John the one time, where we looked at entries on Zoom and we just post Mm. that and like get John's permission, say, "Hey, we're going to post this and it's you teaching whoever wants to watch it about a front entry from your perspective." Yeah, like that that might be, be interesting to watch.
0: I I think that holds a little bit. Again, this it just holds a little more value from my perspective. I, I I like to take a step back every once in a while and say, all right, what would I listen to? What would yeah. I like? What would add value to me as a coach? And if I'm just watching two guys mess around on a diving board that are too old and too fat to do this anymore, <laughs> I'm not that interested.
1: Agreed. But
0: if it's like, Hey, these guys brought in John Appleman and he's going to talk about, um, a forward dive pike. Off a double bounce and what to look for and how to coach it and what we're looking for. Yeah, that would add value for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with that statement as well. <laughs> I I think too, like, I know Mike, after we um started putting together our our 2028 and beyond or the podcast, Mike did a little like symposium with his club that Andrew helped out with. I think if coaches are interested in doing those things, like reach out to us, like we'll give you whatever we can help with or however we can help. If it can be a fundraiser for your club. And all it is, is you're you know, paying to have Andrew come and talk to your club. We'll happily share it with you. And if it can raise money for your club, like that will help the diving community as a whole. But I think you're right. I think finding the value in the video is the key.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, I'm interested to see how people respond to that question. Please respond to that question. The diving pod at gmail.com please respond. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you think it's a great idea. If you think it's a bad idea, we're just happy to receive emails. I usually do a good job of responding yeah. to those emails. I think my dog is barking in the background.
1: Hey, you're okay.
0: I'm but sorry yeah, about that guys. I,
1: I think for our listeners, like, don't be afraid to send us an, e- an email. We've had parents email us and, and just say, Hey, this podcast has really helped me understand the sport better with my my son or my daughter. Um, and I think share that with us, you know, we love hearing that, like Aaron and I will call each other and be like, man, did you see that email? Or, Or, and I think those make our day better when we hear, Hey, there's actually someone listening that we don't know and it's helping them.
0: Yeah. Honestly, those make our absolute day. They make our week. Anytime we can refer any kind of helpful knowledge or message, or even if it's just like a, Hey, I listen to your podcast, like. And eh, Maybe once a month, not every week, but I really like what you guys are doing or the opposite of like, Hey, you guys need hmm. to let the guests talk more. Cause you speak way too much and I'm annoyed with and it. So we, I don't, I don't got care. Those.
1: And we've got those.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, I, I just think we're going to try to ask our listeners for more engagement this year. Like that's a goal that I have personally. Um, I know Aaron and I have talked about that. We're going to try to get our listeners more involved and really try to grow this to where, You know, like we know we have international listeners. How do we engage them more as well? So, but that's it from me.
0: Yeah, I I get a little, so I, as, as you guys have picked up, I don't have Instagram. So the only Instagram I truly have is the diving pod Instagram. Mm -hmm. And like, now that we have met more of the athletes and we're seeing some of their stories and we're, we're watching them post some of their dives, like we know which ones we can absolutely joke around with and throw some some really fun comments Mm -hmm. out there like what I see myself doing is just like I I I really don't want to like come off as like a jerk but I want to have fun with some of these things and I want to comment fun funny things like if Lyle Yost does 109b on one meter and he goes just like like a fraction short I like so want to be like bro really like that was that was pretty short and I know that if I did that we would be just get like scrutinized and i'm like okay i just won't comment then <laughs>
1: yeah I, I think um yeah i just had a and and i've noticed that like we we were very fortunate that usa diving shared a lot of our stuff when we were Winter Nationals. so big shout out to them and they shared our uh podcast this week too i believe which was awesome um yeah. so i i just think figuring out a way to because i mean we're we've been very clear like we are not a mouthpiece for usa diving we are very much like we will be critical of everything i mean aaron and i disagree on a lot of diving stuff and you guys will probably hear that as we continue to talk more about diving just in general and maybe some of the issues that are presenting themselves in our sport
0: along that line you posed a great question in the Uh facebook group chat you said hey i did when i did when teaching when teaching uh 201 and 301 do you teach arms out to the side or arms through the center and i was like both ears perked up, ready to watch people, you know, battle it out <laughs> and just listen for which technique people prefer. Because I am very much a through-the-middle guy, because yep. my logic is that's what you do on optionals. Yeah. So just teach the same thing you do on optionals for voluntaries. And it was really interesting to see Erica Sorgi posted that she very much prefers lateral. And yep. I know you teach lateral for voluntaries, so that was really fun to yeah. see that back and forth and see the debate. Is there a wrong way? I really don't think there's a wrong right. way. Yeah, I agree. But it was very fun to see people comment, and I I also know that John Fox teaches lateral. Yeah, because that's I, what the Chinese do.
1: Yeah, I, I I was just sitting at home and I'm like, man, I I always ask this question. Why not ask it in the coaches group and see the reaction? And I, I was pleasantly surprised. Like I actually thought it stayed really civil. And honestly, let's, we got to give a shout out. Jay LaRue had the best answer. Jay LaRue was like, whatever looks coolest and gives them style in the air. <laughs>
0: I'm like, I'm like, that's I love awesome. Jay. I yeah, thought that was Jay awesome. was going to rip my head off at junior, <laughs> or at, as senior nationals. That was so yeah. funny.
1: Yes. But um, yeah, just very, very excited. And uh, that's it from me. And I uh, just wish all of our listeners a happy new year.
0: Yeah. And that's it for me as well. I know I got a little long winded. I was excited about this episode. I love just freestyling and getting after it. So it was, it was fun. Nice little change of pace. Usually we have a little script or not script, just a guideline and we had nothing like I'm looking at my wall because I just kind of free free freestyling, And I love it. It's so much fun. So yeah. uh, If you're out there listening, actually, before I give our send off, if you are new to diving, we should probably start saying this on every episode check out episode number two. Mm -hmm. Number two is the ins and outs of diving. It gives you the breakdown of the numbers, the letters, what they mean, how to calculate the score, uh, how to structure a list, you know, all that fun stuff. Episode number two, it's got a lot of information on it. What we've been told is a lot of coaches, a lot of parents, a lot of athletes, they will guide their parents or grandparents to that episode so that they don't have to explain it themselves. And, we need to do a better job of kind of saying that at the very first yeah start of the podcast is, Hey, if you're new, go to episode two, that's all of the ins and outs. So uh, I know this one, I mentioned it at the end. I'll do a better job of mentioning yeah. it at the beginning, uh, in 2023, but until then hit us up on Instagram, we are at the diving pod. Our email is the pod at gmail.com, uh, t-shirts and hoodies, for sale at divingpod.itemorder.com enter divepod at checkout that gets free shipping. Um as always, I'm just out of habit, got to say thank you Heath. It's been yeah. a fun ride, man.
1: Yes sir. It's not done. All right. So that's the good part.
0: That's that's exactly <laughs> it. Right. We're going to we're going to keep doing this until we either get fired, which I don't know if we can get fired from our own podcast <laughs> yeah. or if uh nobody wants to listen anymore or I don't know. I really want to go to the Olympics though. I tell you that, man, I really (laughs) want to go. (laughs) I agree. All right. All right. Well, we will, uh, we'll see you next time.